Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. It's a me, Mardio. Hello, and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast that I'm aware of dedicated to covering the works of Martin Scorsese and Adam Sandler. My name is Eric Halloween, and my name is Jeremy the Butcher. Jeremy, you chopping chopping anything over there lately? Chopping broccoli, my man. Um, no, love it. no, not really. I'm. Uh, I just got back from Disneyland. So really, yeah. And for whatever reason, today my gut is on fire. Uh, probably. What'd you eat? Do you have one of those huge uh, turkey legs? No, I ate a corn dog and a lobster roll and a bunch of food they had for this event. And uh, my insides can't handle it. I am dying currently. Um, do not be surprised if I there's a news report that just says man dies of farting himself to death. So. <laughs> All right. What was the event? Goofy's bat mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was like a California Adventure food and wine festival, and you know you mm. paid a flat fee and you got a bunch of food and a bunch of drinks, and it was actually a good deal, except it poisoned me, Eric. Yeah, I just realized <laughs> bar mitzvah is the boy one. I think I think yeah, bar mitzvah's bat boy, mitzvah? bat mitzvah's yeah. a girl. Either way, not not uh, not that funny of a joke. Anyway, and this bat is little mitzvah Marty. is for Batman. <laughs> yeah. Which is a movie did you I see saw. That? I did see it. Yeah. What'd you think? Because I I've kind of already decided I'm not going to see it. What? So just just tell me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Tell me what you That's think. The, what's so weird? Why would you not see it? I don't know. Oh, you don't? Do you not like Batman? Do you I like do Batman? like Batman. I feel like no, 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 I've no. I've seen. Here's the thing: is like a movie. Like I was kind of interested. Mm. I I am to be honest. I probably will see it at some point, but. I like it's one of those things where I I didn't see it right when everyone else saw it. Oh yeah, sure. And now I've like yeah. there's been so many conversations around it that I've been witness to where I'm like I don't even want to think about this movie anymore. Uh, and I haven't seen it yet. Well, what are you on the internet? Are you on Twitter? Where are you where yeah. are you, where are you? Yeah, that's your problem. Batman.com. Right Batman. <laughs> Batman.com/hottakes. Um yeah, man. I mean, look, you gotta, you gotta watch a, you gotta watch a uh, a Batman and, and come up with your own opinion about it. Yeah, you can't listen to these shweebs. So, I probably, I probably will. You know what? Here's what, here's what I want to know though. Yeah. How absolutely psychotic is Paul Dano's uh, portrayal? That is probably the biggest, like the wildest thing you're going to see in that movie is okay. you're going to see Paul Dano do a uh, his his like riddler guy and it's like <laughs> it's just like it, 
it's like a uh, it's a, it's hard to describe because I don't think he really found a good take. You know, mm. like I don't think he found like a lane. He didn't really pick a lane, so he's just kind of generally crazy. Like sometimes he's screaming, sometimes he's quiet, sometimes he's singing. You know, it's like a lot of mm-hmm. it's a lot of just general craziness coming from Dano, which I can appreciate. And don't get me wrong, fun to watch. But uh, yeah, Dano as the Riddler is an interesting part of that movie. I think, and it doesn't really matter what I think, but I think that movie st- stands tall on the shoulders of Robert Pattinson. His Batman is really good. Okay. His, ba- his Batman's really good. It's a really good take. It's kind of a fresher take on Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, and, and yeah, I, I don't know. It, it looks real good. It's a good time at the movies. I don't know. I, yeah, I was, I I, I was I'll, I'll up on an edible. I'm not going to lie. I, me and Jackie <laughs> took uh, pretty strong edibles, went to go see Batman. I definitely recommend doing it. But if you go see it sober, I'm sure it's fine too. A lot of people, a lot of my friends like it. I, I don't, I, I may be giving a lot of that movie a pass because I don't take superhero movies that seriously. I think I, you know, I kind of, if I, I think I know what I'm getting when I j- go into a superhero movie. I'm, I'm sitting, I'm, I want to watch Batman swing around and beat, beat up guys, and and I want to see a penguin, you know. Is this like, uh, do we get the whole like origin story no, of Batman? No, 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 Is this like, no. okay, so this isn't like we're redoing the whole thing. No, 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 no. It is, it is okay. like, I would say that it places his character at an early stage of him being Batman. If that makes, does that make sense to you? Like, he's not been Batman for a super long time when mm-hmm. the movie starts, but you don't get an origin story. He is Batman at the beginning of the movie. So here's what I want to see. You know, it wasn't Batman like, so he becomes Batman like as a kid, basically, right? He's, uh, no, I think he's probably in his mid to late twenties when he becomes oh, Batman. Right, never mind. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't mind seeing like kid Batman, Batman jr. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be funny. Or like a Robin movie would be fun. Yeah. Just seeing Robin. He, yeah. I recommend this movie. Like, I just don't under Like, the discourse... I, I, I'm so sick of discourse around yeah, it's movies. Annoying. It's really annoying because it's like, this movie shouldn't be talked about so much. It's not that big of a deal. It's like... It's just... It's a cool Batman movie. It looks cool. There's fire in it. There's a lot of fire explosions. Batman's doing cool stuff. You know, I'll, I'll say this. To be fair, my girlfriend didn't like it that much. She was like, eh... Meh, but I, you know, I was like, nah, man, cool. Look at Catwoman. Don't you want to go to the I movie feel... sometimes just to see a Catwoman, Eric? <laughs> you know, now that you mention it, I feel that way all the time. <laughs> I want to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, Jeremy, uh, we are talking about. A Martin Scorsese movie today. You know, for new listeners, uh, you know, maybe we have some fans of Kundun that are just tuning in. We are uh, Scorsese and Sandler podcast. We alternate. We go through chronologically. And we have reached Kundun. And I was kind of, like, taken aback when I realized that Kundun is from, what is it, 97? Yeah. I can't believe that we're... 
that far into the Scorsese uh, filmography at this point. He, yeah, we're, but, we're almost we're almost done. No, not even close. But uh, not even close. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but watching this movie, I was like, this movie seems like from a very near past. You know what I mean? Like totally. it's like this feels like a modern movie to me. I do uh, wonder if ways. kids feel that way. You know, right? Like I, do, I do wonder if like, uh, like my little sister feels like if she were to watch Kundun, it would look like a. But but I think for us, anything from like ninety seven on looks like we remember what it was like to like right. see that the, that type of looking movie. Like to me, Magnolia looks like it could have been made yesterday, made in ninety nine. I don't know if that's true, but to me, it does. Yeah, sort of like I, I have the same thing with the uh, 1941 Maltese Falcon. Right, right. Think about that for a second. Looks like it could have been made yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's the 3D that really that really does it. Yeah, but uh, Jeremy, we're also uh, you know before we dive into Kundun, we also are doing something very special on our Patreon. Uh, something that we we just started. Uh, fans for years have been demanding that we cover the Coen Brothers. And we're finally doing it. Mm. We're doing it over on the Patreon. We're only two episodes in at this point, so you can jump in, follow along with us. Uh, Jeremy, what would uh, someone have to do? What would they have to eat in order to get in on this uh, Coen Brothers marathon? They would have to spare themselves the cost of about five double cheeseburgers from McDonald's a month. To pay for our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy is a place where you can find all the supplemental materials for the Little Marty podcast. That includes all the bonus content we've done on that show, fan requests, uh, themed months, including horror Christmas themes, uh, Tales from the uh, seasons of Tales from the Crypt, um, uh, uh, freak picks from our freak patrons like Brian... And films like uh, uh, a number of Dolly Parton movies, uh, just 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 all all over the map. But uh, as I like to say, we let our hair down on the Patreon. It's a real community over there. Come join us, join the fun, join the fun, join the fun. And you know, Jeremy, with the cheeseburgers, you you bring up a good point. Um, you don't even have to pay; like, it doesn't have to cost you money to subscribe to our Patreon. It's five bucks a month. All you have to do is once a month skip lunch. Yeah. Just don't eat lunch. Yeah, starve yourself, you idiot. And then it, <laughs> and then it basically evens out. Right. Yeah, exactly. You could do you could you could skip uh you know what for a whole a whole year you could skip skip twelve meals in a row and you're all set for the year. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you make it that long. Mm-hmm. We won't, but you'll listen to some good podcasts, I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. So anyway, that's patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Jeremy, have you seen uh, this movie that we are talking about today called Kundun? I have not. I've heard a lot about it. Um, I It's always been a blind spot for me. I've always wanted to check it out. Um, but yeah, never never seen Kundun before. Kind of bummed at the way I had to watch Kundun as well. Do we want to talk about that? Did you do the YouTube? I did it video? on YouTube, which was yeah, a too. bummer because it didn't, you know, doesn't 
didn't look that it great. It wasn't an HD or anything, and not a great transfer of it. And you know, it's good that we got to watch it, and there was a way to watch it. But <clears throat> I'm wondering, what's the story here? Like, why it's a Martin Scorsese movie? Why doesn't it have a proper? There's an interesting. There's an interesting backstory. I like the backstory behind this. Also, by the way, if you if you feel the same way as Jeremy and I, do what Brian did and. I believe he, he posted a screenshot of him like filling out a questionnaire for Disney Plus. Uh-huh. And suggesting that they that they add Kundu. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's get let's get hashtag add Kundu trending. Um yeah, it's it's that's interesting that you because uh, uh, I I read a little bit about the backstory behind that, so I'm excited for you to uh, to learn about that. Oh cool. The yeah. whole Disney and Kundu and China thing. Awesome. Um I this for some reason and I don't maybe this wasn't the case cuz this movie the release has a bunch of This movie is basically like almost as if it was buried. Um yeah. hard hard to find, but I when I was watching it, I I feel it it had the there were certain scenes where I was like, did I see parts of this on cable or something cuz there it the, parts of this movie seemed really familiar to me. I will say that like I I don't technic I don't really like biopics and I don't really like historical films. Right. Uh so this movie like I, I, I did have low expectations. I really like Kundun. I really like this movie. I think it's I think it's a good one. I mean it's great. Yeah. I I like it a lot. I I I don't know where I you know I don't think it ranks super high in my overall Scorsese like filmography. No. But I do like that it's a weird one. Like it's a it's like him taking a chance, not unlike Age of the uh, Age of Innocence or um uh as we'll see later with something like oh god, what's that uh uh Hugo, you know, like like a strange movie in his overall film career. But uh definitely think this movie is good. Yeah, Kundun uh Hugo by the way. I'm I'm excited to, so Hugo hmm, maybe I should say, I should save this for the Hugo episode. Yeah, save uh, it. I I had a I had a, I had a, a very bizarre experience watching watching Hugo, but yeah, Kundun um so this movie was hold on a second. Let me get the there's some con- some release uh, 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 controversy. So before the film was released, uh, China's so Ch- the leadership in China did not want this movie to uh, come out. Essentially, oh, no. uh, they objected to Disney's plans to distribute the film. Uh, they they even uh, threatened Disney's future access to China as a market, which I believe, uh, yes. Yeah, so eventually, leading to. Uh, delaying the opening of shanghai disneyland like it was a whole thing oh disney versus God. china like this, no. this movie started a whole thing uh it disney's steadfastness stood in in stark contrast to universal pictures which had earlier turned down the chance to distribute kundun for fear of upsetting china uh scorsese matheson and several other members of the production were banned by the chinese government from ever entering as a result of making the film uh, China retaliated by banning Disney films and polling Disney television cartoons. Uh, former CEO Michael Elsner apologized for offending the chi- uh, communist Chinese uh, sensitivities, right. calling the film a stupid mistake. 
Yeah, even Harrison Ford was banned from uh, from 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 entering Tibet. <laughs> I believe as part of the uh, attempt to bury this movie, um, and let me double check to make sure this is right. Uh, yes. So uh, part part of the uh, attempt to, to, to make sure nobody saw this movie, uh, they changed the release date so that this movie was released alongside Titanic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy, so There's dude. a lot of reasons why uh, nobody talks about this movie, and it's really hard to get. Wow. Wow. Um, that is wild. That is yes. wild. Man. So we got uh, Thelma, you know, Thelma Shoemaker. Yes. I keep seeing her name on these uh, Scorsese movies. She's always the editor. Yeah, dude. Have you ever watched an interview with Thelma? No. She rocks, What's, man. Uh, she's, a, she's great. Nice. She's, she's a classic. Uh, I enjoyed the, uh, the music in this film by Philip Glass. I don't know about you. But uh, he he did the score for the Truman Show as well, won best original score. Also nominated for the score for Kundun. Um, let's see here. Uh, okay, so cinematographer Roger Deakins Roger believed Deakins. that Martin Scorsese hired him uh, for the documentary experience, given that they so they were working with a cast of non actors. Uh, he had the ability to naturally sense when the scenes would be properly executed. So I believe, and I can't, I, I was trying to pull up who uh, who is who, but I believe at least one or two of the cast members are like not too distant relatives of the Dalai Lama. Oh, that's awesome. Which is kind of interesting. That rocks. Um, but yeah. Is this the, I, Dalai is Lama, this the only... Um a Scorsese movie that Roger Deakins shot because Roger Deakins is a big deal. Like he's, he's very famous in the cinematography world. He mainly works with the Coens actually, Eric. So he's worked with the Coens on everything. I think raising Arizona on, um, for the most part. Um, but he shot like, he shot like Shawshank Redemption, dude. He shot like, he shot Fargo, man. He's, he's a, he's a good, He's an excellent cinematographer, you know. He shot American Beauty. He's like, um, yeah, he's like in- intense. The assassination of Jesse James with the coward Robert Ford. Um, I'm not seeing any other uh, Scorsese movies on here. So this might be it. Blade Runner 2049. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, he's, he's insane. He's like, he's, he's insane. He's like, he's so good. Um, he has his own podcast. Roger Deakins. He shot Sid and Nancy. That, Can you believe that? I can't. I won't. <laughs> uh, I think Kundun <laughs> is it. I think it really is. I think it's the only one he uh, he shot for uh, for Scorsese. Pretty wild. Um, yes. Okay. IMDb does confirm that the uh, family of the Dalai Lama were portrayed by actual relatives of him. Now living in refugee in Dharamsala, as well as abroad. Uh, filming in Tibet was not possible. Morocco was used instead. Uh, Scorsese de- dedicated the film to his mother, Catherine, 
who had died during the pre-production of this film uh, because the Dalai Lama represents uh, unconditional love. And to me, my mother was the closest person with that kind of love. Did he not, his father, Pat, he didn't he dedicate one of the previous films we just watched to his dad? Oh, I yeah, can't remember the, which the one. last one we, we, we watched, which was Age of Innocence, I believe. Mm. I believe, yeah. So this movie, I, I, when I, while I was watching it, I was trying to, like, pinpoint little Scorsese quirks and, you know, little, like... Uh, I, I, watching this movie, I was essentially kind of blown away by how much of a not a Scorsese movie this seems like. Like it doesn't feel like a Scorsese movie to me uh, in any way and not necessarily in a bad way, but just almost in an impressive way where I'm like, this guy has made so many movies at this point and he has had like a pretty, like very, like a pretty uh, eclectic filmography up to this point. But this movie, if I would have watched this entire movie and like missed the opening credits and knew nothing about it, uh-huh. I would have been shocked at the end to see like, oh, this is a Scorsese, right? Yeah, it's it's got, I don't know, it it's got some cool camera movement that Scorsese is pretty much known for. But like, I think you're right. This and Age of the Inno- Age of Innocence is similar, I think, in that way where. It's just like generally a good looking film, but like doesn't necessarily have, I think because the content is so different from what we're used to seeing in Scorsese, it makes us like believe that there's not a lot of a film identity here, but there, but I think if you, I, it's, it's weird. You have to like kind of disassociate. I had the same problem with last temptation of Christ as well. We're like, Mm-hmm. There were things in it where I was just like, this doesn't even feel like uh, a Scorsese movie at all. But it's because the content's so wild, you know? We're used to seeing, like, right. uh, guys in suits shooting other guys in suits, you know? We're used to seeing crime movies or box, you know? you know. Um, so when you, you put Scorsese out of, you know, America altogether, or, you know, out of time, it, yeah, looks pretty wild looks like uh who made this right and also the way that it's the story is written like it it feels like like even the last temptation of christ had a sort of commentary to it yeah like i feel like all of his movies have a sort have have some some you know separate meaning or like something that you can kind of like chew on for a little while and think like, huh, I wonder what he meant by like that choice. Whereas this Kundun seems very straightforward to me. Like it's it seems very faithful to like the source material, like the 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 story that he's drawing from. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, m- much like uh uh the scarcity of huh. How do I say this? Well, basically what I'm trying to say is there is no there's not a lot of great trivia, Jeremy, so let's dive into the, uh, <laughs> the plot here. Yes. Uh the film has a linear chronologically uh has a linear chronological chronologically with events spanning from 1937 to 1959. Uh the setting is Tibet, except for a brief sequence in China and India. It begins with the search for the 14th mindstream emanation. Of the Dalai Lama. Man, those are some tough words, buddy. 
Mindstream emanation. This is the most poorly written sentence on Wikipedia. I had to pick one. Mm. <clears throat> what do you think of this opening, Jeremy? I think we, we. What do we see? That mandala, the uh, mm. sand, and in the end, it blow away, right? Or no, it comes back together. It's like it's like yes. it filmed in reverse or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. amazing looking, and uh, like a vista right away, like a big mountain vista. Um, I'm I'm kind of like. Wondering uh, uh, right away, what is this movie about? Like, this is a hard... I, I don't know. The, I, I'm, this is going to sound stupid. I think this movie should have been called The Dalai Lama. Because, like, I know that Kundun means a thing that we find out later in the movie. But, like, I don't have any idea going into this movie what it's about. And maybe that's on me. But I'm, like, I'm like looking at the cover and I'm like, okay, it's about this... Ch- it's about a kid. And you know, not doing any research, obviously, you know, the movie opens and I'm kind of like, what is this world we're in? Like, wh- who is everybody? What is this? What does this mean? Where are we? You know, like the, the, like you said, like the, the, the pre credits role really does a lot for helping you figure out what's going on in the movie. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. I thought that this was going to be a movie about, uh, I thought this was like a prequel to Dune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I thought. Yeah. And I'm seeing sand and I'm like, well, well, here we go. I was right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're talking about the Dalai Lama and I'm like, uh, is he friends with Atre- Atreus? Atreides? Atre- F- Philip Atreides? I don't know the characters. Paul mm-hmm. Atreides. Uh, after a vision by raiding Pincho. Uh, Rinpoche, the regent of Tibet, several lamas disguised as servants discover a promising candidate, a child born to a farming family in the province of Amdo near the Chinese border. Jeremy, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of the child here? I think we get, what do we get? Two or three uh, actors portraying different phases of the the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Um, First one, Annoying. <laughs> <laughs> really? I kind of like Annoying it. kid. I kind of like, like I want to sit there and his dad's like, can I just sit in my chair? And he's like, no, I'll sit in your chair. And it's like, okay. Um, but again, not really knowing the significance of what that means or like what, why that's a big deal. Um, I think the movie really gets cooking in the scene coming up here where he has to pick all those objects. Hmm. So, uh, but what do you think? I mean, what did you think of the kid? You you kind of liked him. I kind of liked him. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a charming a uh, uh, performance. I was just thinking about this. It's funny to like even even a kid this young. It's kind of like funny to throw children into movies. Like I, I'm not against it. Right. I think it's fine. Right. But it is funny, and it's fun. It's it's you almost like can't really hold them to any standards because like. I mean, come on. <laughs> They're yeah. like so young. Right. But I had this thought. I, I forget what I was watching. I think I think it was a episode of Northern Exposure where um, there's a baby on screen and the, this, the baby is being held by, you know, uh, this character. And this baby looked like so freaked out and confused. Yeah. And I'm like, I it just made me go down this like mental uh, wormhole of like, 
how weird is it to, to like <laughs> to be just like you just became conscious it's just <laughs> to take this like tiny baby that like doesn't know what a movie is right. yet or doesn't even know how like what life is or what's happening and to just throw them in front of a camera and lights and stuff yeah it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's funny i'm not against it i just think it's like a funny concept every time i see a baby on screen now it makes me laugh and go, uh. And go, goo goo gaga. Yeah. I hold a little rattle up to the screen. <laughs> bottle. I squirt a bottle of milk. <laughs> a bottle of milk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my TV's filthy. Yeah, it's uh, disgusting. These and other llamas administer a test to the child in which he must select from various objects the ones that belong to the previous Dalai Lama. Uh, the child passes the test, and he and his family are bought brought to... Potala Palace in Lhasa, where he will be installed as Dalai Lama when he comes of age. Yeah, I like that scene where he's picking the, the different stuff, and they're like, ah, uh, no. And then he just like, picks one, they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good. Kind of, You know, this is kind of like a Batman uh, origin story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the mom is like Catwoman, and the dad is like Penguin, and the other (laughs) llamas are like Riddler. No. (laughs) Uh, During the journey, the child becomes homesick and frightened, but is confronted uh, by Redding, who tells him the story of the first Dalai Lama, who uh, the llamas called Kundun. Uh, As the film progresses, the boy matures in both age and learning. After a brief power struggle in which Redding is... Imprisoned and dies, the Dalai Lama begins taking a more active role in governance uh, and religious leadership. It's a very interesting story to be telling, especially from a Westerner, because I feel like this is these are all concepts that we're so unfamiliar with, like the history of China in general and like what all this stuff means and represents and like why one would, you know, like the politics of it. Like it's it's very fascinating to me kind of right away, even though I'm not quite sure where the movie's going or what it's about or you know uh, ultimately watching the events take place i don't know how you felt but i was kind of like this is crazy it's almost like it's almost like historical like it's like it's like totally his- historical but to me like science fiction almost yes yeah i think this is i i, I think this is like definitely a, a story worth telling i think it's yes. it's D- scorsese does a good job um yeah, I don't know. I do feel like I was. I I feel like I am missing some historical context here, sure. though. Like just in my own education. Um, but yeah, I I, I agree with you. Uh, meanwhile, the Chinese communists, recently victorious in their revolution, are proclaiming Tibet a traditional part of imperial China and express their desire to reincorporate it with the newly formed People's Republic of China. Uh, eventually, despite Tibet's pleas to the United Nations, the United States, the United Kingdom, and India for intervention, Chinese communist forces invade Tibet. Uh, the Chinese are initially helpful, but when the Tibetans uh, resist communist reorganization and re-education of their society, the Chinese become oppressive. <clears throat> Not going to lie to you. The uh, th- what exactly is happening in this movie gets a little muddy for me, like right around this point, <clears throat> right? 
Yeah. And, that's, and again, I think that goes back to just like me not paying attention in history class. I think it, I think it also, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a hard story to tell because even though they're telling it correctly and telling it in a particularly cool way, I'm still sort of like, I, it's, I don't understand the very premise of <laughs> any of it. So it's, it's, it's just a little tough, right? But, um, but you know, you stick with it, and you can kind of pick up through context clues a little bit more, like the vibe of what they're kind of going through, and like I think that to me is is utterly infinitely fascinating, and it made me want to be smarter. It made me want to like look up things on my own and sort of acclimate myself to this period of Chinese history. Yeah. Well, hey, I may not be able to follow uh, the entire plot of Kundun. Totally. But I can do a kickflip on a tech deck. Yeah, and that's kind so, of a little bit more important, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> following a series of atrocities suffering, uh, suffered by his people, the Dalai Lama resolves to meet the chairman Mao Zedong in Beijing. While Mao publicly expresses his sympathies to the Tibetan people and the Dalai Lama and insists that changes must be made as the Dalai Lama sees fit. Relations inevitably deteriorate. Uh, during their face-to-face meeting on the final day of the Dalai Lama's visit, Mao makes clear his socialist view that religion is poison and that the Tibetans are poisoned and inferior because of it. Uh, yeah, I do like this whole stuff with uh, Mao Zedong and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Kundun. Or not Kundu, I guess the Dalai Lama. Right. Um our uh is uh is pretty tense. You know. Yeah, totally. Um this is a weird thing, right? Because, like following a series of atrocities, the Dalai Lama resolves to meet with Mao Zedong. It, like Mao Zedong is kind of a villain, or totally mm-hmm. a villain, or whatever. Um he expresses his sympathies and it insists that changes must be made as the Dalai Lama sees fit relations and deteriorate during their face-to-face meeting on the final day. Mao makes it clear his socialist view that religion is poison and the Tibetans are poison and fear because of it. I don't know about the inferior part, but all the rest of it is how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> like I think religion is poison and I, you know, so it's, it's a weird thing because it's like, we're seeing, the villain of this story. But in some ways it's like, I agree with, I'm, I'm kind of myself a socialist and think, you know, uh, and I'm not a big, not, not into religion or necessarily buy into that. So it's, a, it, you know, I, I mean, what do you, what do you make of this? Like this, like, Oh, I, I don't love, I don't like what you're doing or the, 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 the lengths you're going through to, to do it. But I, kind of like i i i agree with your <laughs> moral <laughs> your moral like standing on this issue yeah i think it's like the the forcing of people to like change their own beliefs and stuff that that right i'm not into like right. i just like i i'm a big believer in just like let everyone like believe whatever they want and do whatever they you know, well not do whatever they want <laughs> do whatever they you want you know what i mean like believe Let i don't do care it. what people believe and also like i don't know uh 
I, I I sympathize with like the Dalai Lama and with in with this stuff because I yeah I don't know, and man. you're meant There's, to that's the way that the film is made you know like you're meant <clears throat> to sympathize with him but like if this film had been framed up differently like a bunch of religious zealots are going to kill you know a race of people they deem inferior you'd be on the other side you know you'd be like sure. hey wait a minute like <laughs> like and that's sort of what's at in some in a lot of cases when it comes to religion you know so it's like it's 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 weird it's weird to see it flip-flop across history and across time where it's like suddenly people are religiously persecuted and that feels bad and wrong and sometimes religion is the one persecuting and it's like oh that's wrong too so it's it's tough it's a tough thing um yeah that's another thing too is we're like i don't know like what and this goes back to not understanding the historical context is like, I don't know like who's all I know about this movie and about this story is yeah. like who I am, who's who I'm siding with. Yeah. Right. You yeah, know, yeah, based yeah. on this movie. Right, and I'm exactly, like, well, it's yeah. the Dalai Lama. Right. Um, well, and in general, but I don't like, know, like the free Tibet movement is kind of like popularized sort of, you know, it's, you know, we, yeah. yeah. Also, it's like, I don't think, I don't necessarily know that like the, so like, I don't think the cl- it's like a classic socialist ideal to like think that religion is poison necessarily. I think that like maybe a lot of people uh, who lean far to the left maybe don't aren't religious themselves, but to say like religion is poison is pretty. <laughs> it's pretty like it's a pretty heavy thing to say. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Definitely coming. It's a, definitely a loaded thing to say too. Yeah. Uh, upon his return to Tibet, the Dalai Lama learns of more horrors uh, perpetrated against his people who have by now uh, repudiated their treaty with China and began and begun guerrilla action against the Chinese. After the Chinese make uh, clear their intentions to kill him, the Dalai Lama is convinced by his family and his Lord Chamberlain to flee India. Uh, what do you think of, uh, the, the guy who's playing, uh, the Dalai Lama through like most of this, by the way, the older, I, I, I enjoy his performance a lot. I, yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about the choice to make a lot of this English? I guess I didn't really think about it, but, um, hmm. It's like. I think if it was made today, they would have just made it in the language it's it was probably written in, you know, yeah. or that took place in. It's a strange thing, but I but yeah, I think I mean I I do like um this actor. You know, I think a lot of the performances in this movie are actually really good too. <laughs> um. I will say, like, I would have been like super lost if this if this was, movie was also in another language, <laughs> right, right, right. and I had to like read and keep up with everything. Here's the thing: I I, I like I love a foreign film. I'll watch it. I'll watch any foreign film in any language. It is like I there's something. I think I have like a learning thing. I won't say disability, but right. I have something when I watch um, subtitled films where it it like mentally is draining to me like it 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 takes a lot out of my brain to read and then like consume what's happening yeah for on sure on screen yeah 
So I'm, I'm kind of glad that this movie is in English. Uh, upon his return, or after consulting the Nechung Oracle about the Prosper escape route, the Dalai Lama and his staff put on disguises and slip out of Lhasa un- under cover of darkness uh, during an arduous journey throughout which they are pursued by the Chinese. The Dalai <coughs> Lama becomes very ill and experiences two personal visions. Uh, first, that their trip to India will be propitious. propitious? propitious and that similarly their eventual return to tibet will be also be propitious yeah i don't pr- think that's propiti- a word yeah propitious you know when you know how sometimes in this podcast i get really propitious yeah well you know me i'm anti-pitious <laughs> <laughs> the group eventually makes it to a small mountain pass on the indian border as the dalai lama walks to the guard post an indian guard approaches him salutes and inquires are you the Lord Buddha? The Dalai Lama replies with the film's final line. I think that I am a reflection like the moon on water. When you see me and I try to be a good man, you see yourself. Once the Dalai Lama arrives at his new residence, he unpacks his telescope and steps outside. Uh, erecting it and removing his spectacles, he gazes through it toward the Himalayas and toward Tibet the film concludes with two lines printed on screen. The Dalai Lama has not yet returned to Tibet. He hopes to one day make the journey. The words shimmer into a dissolve upon the black screen as the credits begin and Rolling Stones Gimme Shelter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. And that's Kundun. That's Kundun. That's Kundun for you. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Smoke that coon dude. I gotta say, I feel like I I don't know. It's it this this movie is like a hard I, I will say like I, I enjoyed this film. Right. Um I appreciate its existence in the Martin Scorsese filmography. Right. I really do. Um I just it, it is one of those movies that kind of makes me feel a little dumb. Totally. <laughs> Totally, yeah. Which is yeah. not the move, not necessarily the movie's fault, right? But also, I don't know. I feel like I maybe didn't get enough context, uh, slightly. Maybe I know there's a, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of exposition that you that you read at the beginning of the film. But yeah. uh, I will say, as a movie, I was moved enough by the story. I liked following this character around throughout their their life. Um, I will say my least favorite part of a biopic is like the first half hour when you're just like watching someone be a child. Yep. And I actually enjoyed that part of this movie. Yeah, it was good. Um, I think this movie, you know, besides the fact that I watched it on probably 360p on YouTube (laughs) in like a really weird sliver of full screen... (laughs) version that I, I didn't even know they or half like widescreen uh i didn't even know they made movies this wide uh i thought it looked pretty good from what i could see beautiful locations um i don't know this is a movie that i appreciate it is not a movie uh that i'm like necessarily wild about but i'm glad that it exists and also i think my favorite part of the about this movie is uh just the whole Disney thing. 
just the idea that this like really messed up like Disney's relationship with an entire country. Yeah, that's uh, cool. It's kind of cool. I think so too. I think that 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 the behind the scenes stuff, the the sort of uh, you know, trivia around the film is what makes it um is what's it's what it's what's definitely like you know, it's definitely knocked it up a couple of point two fives, if you know what I'm saying. Um, oh yeah. What's you your what's your freckles? yeah, what's your freckle score though? Uh you know, this is gonna sound bad, but it's not. It, I, I mean I mean this in a good way. I give it a two out of four. That is also my score for this for this movie. It's exactly the same. Um I agree with everything you said. I think that uh context maybe would have helped a little bit i i found myself trying to enjoy it more than i was enjoying it like i was trying to get into it i could feel myself forcing myself to kind of get into it i think that um to be to be completely fair i i i I do also have a thing about period pieces that i really struggle with as well as biopics so it's hard to like i need i need something to hook me and with kundun there's this weird thing about and same thing with age of innocence to be honest there was no predictability going in because like i didn't even know what kind of movie this could be like and so it was it like from scene to scene i just had no idea where it was going to go next so the journey was completely unpredictable that gives it a little bit of points. And also the way it pissed off China gave it a few points, I guess in my, you know, <laughs> like uh, just like the way that that all went down pretty kind of pretty rad, pretty punk rock. Um, but ultimately I think for me, I would love to talk to like a, a Chinese person about, or someone from Tibet or, you know what I mean? Like about what their feelings on it, because I feel like they could potentially get a lot of, lot out of this this film you know um uh so uh again though like you said really well executed really well shot really well paced i feel like the length was a little longer than i maybe would have liked but didn't matter uh i like the the vignettes of it roger deakins is obviously very talented um so yeah two out of four for me it gets the mr deed score <laughs> so this movie yeah i think that sounds about right Although I will say, Mister Deeds has has way more replay value to me than than Kundun. Yeah, totally. Uh, Isn't that crazy? How maybe. like a movie <laughs> a, a movie can just be like like made in like internationally, just these most beautiful locations on Earth, with like a just absolutely epic historic story by like one of the best filmmakers of all time. But somehow, Mister Deeds is better. <laughs> than, yeah. Than it, or you like prefer Mister Deeds more? Well, it's like an easier watch by like a lot. Yeah, it is. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, what did you give uh, Little Nicky? By the way, also a two. This- <laughs> okay. It has the it has little the Little Nicky score as well. <clears throat> gotcha. Well, Jeremy, uh, let's see. This is the part of the show where we look up what, what the next uh, film is that we're the covering. Sandler this is, of film. course, going to be a Sandler film. So let's go to the filmography. Can't let's even remember what trip. we covered last. Take a little trip. I feel like it's been a while. Well, we covered uh, Longest Yard last. Ah, uh, yes, we did, unfortunately. Yes, Longest, Longest Yard. Yard. I feel like we're we're kind of 
you know, with this and Kundun, we're we're in a little slump with with both of our both of oh, our Oh yeah. Yeah. But it looks but like Click is our next. Click thing. is Click is the next like starring role for Sandler. So that's what we'll be doing yes. next. Um yes, we are some of the the films that we're skipping from Sandler, maybe we'll revisit some of these on the Patreon. Deuce Bigelow European Jiggle. <laughs> uh-huh. Grandma's Boy and the Bench Warmers. Oh, great. I love Wait, Grandma's, Grandma's Boy. Oh, you're looking at his producer. But I think Grandma's Boy is he just produced it. Yeah, you're yeah. looking at his producer's credits. But he's in Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Um Yeah, Click would be the next one. Then Rain Over Me, then I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, we're in a bit of a Sandler <laughs> slump. Well, here's the thing, Jeremy. It doesn't matter. Because you know what? We're doing. We're the Cohen brothers are in the prime of their career over on the. Oh Patreon. yeah, the Cohen brothers are never not in the prime of their career. <laughs> oh yeah, excellent. I can't wait to talk about raising Arizona. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com/slash Eric and Jeremy you can listen to our uh, not just our our Cohen brothers coverage, but also uh, a few years worth of uh, crazy content that we've done. A whole bunch of different movies and. Just just wild stuff, my man. I mean, wild. we you know what? I'm going to be the first to say it. We let our hair down over there. <laughs> yeah, you are the first to say that. Uh, uh, Jeremy, anything you want to P-lug? Before not at all. Off? Thank you so much, and have a nice night. Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm.